Brooklyn's Radio believes your health matters. So here with me today is Bridget Green. Hi, Bridget. Hi. Um, it's really good of you to talk to us today. And for those listening, if you hear a slight delay, it's just that we're actually in different countries at the moment. But Bridget's very kindly to come and talk to us today about her journey with a gynecological cancer. In the UK, 21,000 women are diagnosed with some sort of gynae cancer every year. That's 58 women diagnosed every day. And sadly, 21 of those are likely to die. We've had a few interviews recently with ladies that have experienced gynecological cancer, and Bridget has experienced this herself. Bridget, can you tell us your story, please? When did you realize that something wasn't quite right? My story is slightly different because I I was diagnosed with uh, lichen sclerosis, which is an itchy condition which affects the skin around the vulva. And I was uh, visiting uh, Miss Reed at the outpatient's Guildford for about a year, and I was under six monthly checks. On my last check, um, I went to see her. I said, I do have a lump. I do feel different. And therefore, she took a biopsy. Okay. A week later... She called me in and was diagnosed with cancer. Wow, okay. So this lump, did it suddenly appear after the, after the itchiness? Uh, yes, I think it must. Um, I think I've probably had it for two or three months, but you, um, you check anything, oh, it might go away, it might, yeah. it might be nothing or whatever. And it's only when it became very red on both sides of the vulva that I thought I'd better go. And I thought after my holidays, which I'd had with most people, I decided to go. I had I had already had an appointment with Miss Reed, yeah. and therefore I left it to her. So, um, and she said diagnosed me with cancer a week later. Wow. Okay. And what happened next? Um, then she referred me to St Luke's, the oncology department. Mm-hmm. Um, within a month, I'd been called in to have my operation, to have it removed. Okay. Um, and my, sir, my consultant were Mr. Simon Manuel Butler, brilliant, oh, by the way. Yes. He's a, yes. Funny, he's a funny man. Yes. I mean, he puts you at ease, very, puts you very much at ease. Yes. Um, but in that time, I'd had MRI scans, I had CT scans, I had all the tests and everything. Um, so they knew exactly what was wrong with me. But say within a month, on the tw- exactly to the month, 25th of June, I was diagnosed, the 25th of July, I had my operation. Okay, so it didn't take too long at all, really, before you got that actual no, no. surgery. No, it was very, very, very fast. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. And did you have ongoing treatment after that? Uh, no, um, when I saw Mrs. Butler afterwards, which was about two weeks afterwards, when 11th August I saw him, and he looked, he said, um, we got, well, he told me he'd got it all anyway after surgery, but he said, it's all clear. He threw his arms up in the air, it's, Quickly and said, so "We've got it all." I must have been nonplussed at the time because I didn't respond. <laughs> I think I was gently relieved. Yeah. Um, but no, but I, it was brilliant to have that treatment so fast. Yes, yeah. And it, it takes a lot of the worry away, then, doesn't it? When you know that they're they're treating you nice and quickly. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, um, what what's the recovery period for something like that? I was in hospital for four or five days um, because I had a cast to put in, um, which I went home with. After that, I spent about two weeks at home doing absolutely nothing. Um, 
taking it very easy. Um, I'm more or less over it now, except it has left me with a couple of other problems, but um, I have a prolapse and uh, incontinence, but um, I'm seeing another doctor for that and being treated for that. So, yeah. I mean, it will get better over time. I think somebody said it would take about three months to completely okay. recover. Which in the scheme of things isn't, isn't too bad, is it? It isn't too bad at all. No, no I, can, no, I can put up with that. Yes, yes. I'd rather put up with that and have cancer. Yes, you. absolutely, absolutely. And did Simon say any reason why this had happened to you? It's a very unusual cancer, isn't it? It is, because when I first read the blurb, which I was given a book on this cancer, there was only 1,200 women a year that identified with it. I believe the number's gone up recently to 1,400 a year. So we need to look at it at that number with the whole number that's been diagnosed with, with a cervical can or cancer. Uh, it's not many women at all. And I think it's because women may be embarrassed to go to the doctors. Um, you know, I mean, when you have children, you get used to it, don't you? Yes. Uh, <laughs> you do. <laughs> yes, you get used yes. to it, you get used to children. But when you go, when you go to a doctor, you, because you haven't seen it, especially women in their 70s go to a doctor and think, oh, but I remember my original doctor said to me, oh, Bridget, don't worry, it's only bread and butter. <laughs> today, That's right. <laughs> <which> is, <laughs> uh, but it put me at ease. But now it's just something you really ought to check yourself and, and, and go to doctors as long as, you, as, long as, you, as long as you see a difference in the vulva area. Yes. Um, yes. So maybe we should just say some of the, the signs and symptoms that people might experience. So with you, it started off with an itching that wouldn't go away. Well, itching, it's a bit like thrush, but I mean, I've suffered with thrush before because of my job I had. Um, but when you can't treat it and it continues to itch and becomes more irritant, um, then it's time to go. Plus the color of your skin changes down and it goes very pale, very white, it's quite tight. Okay. Um, so I, I would advise women to actually, you know, check themselves. Now yeah. a lot of women say, oh, I can't, it's embarrassing, um, I can't do that. I mean, I, I've already spoken to one lady, um, I go to a, a craft club and I spoke to her about it and she thought I'd do that. She said, well, you need to check yourself. Well, how do I do that? So I explained her. Mm. She said, well, I can't do that. I said, just put yourself in the bedroom, shut the door yeah. and make sure you're checking yourself. Yeah. You know, get a mirror. Yeah. If you've got a mirror with a, a magnifying glass on it, check, you know, look, use it. And then if you see any difference, go straight back to your doctor. Yeah, yeah. And, and also just, just when you're washing, I guess, because if you start getting any lumps or bumps. Um, yes, when you're washing in. Yeah. yeah, lumps or bumps, it feels different. I mean, you're not supposed to use proper soap on it. You have to use an emollient. Um, and that's the funny thing because the emollient you use is made of petroleum jelly and they say don't go in any fires afterwards. No, that's right, that's right. I hate anything with petroleum jelly in. I, uh, yeah, we won't even go into that because you'll get me on my soapbox. <laughs> but yeah, you know, people with eczema and psoriasis, they're, they're given things with petroleum yes. jelly in and they actually make the situation worse. And people yes. have died because they've set themselves on fire afterwards. So, um, yeah. Well, this is right. So, you know, you, and you have to be careful of the clothing you put on because that has the, emollient, that has the jelly on the protonium or the emollient in, which is, um, so you have to wash it immediately. Um, towels you have to keep separately. Mm. So, yes, it's, um, it can be a bit of a problem. A bit of a nuisance. Yeah, definitely a bit of a nuisance. But we should say to everyone listening that if you get any itching that won't go away, you feel any lumps or bumps, any skin changes, 
um, such as colour changes or thickening um, and any pain or tenderness, then it's just worth popping to your GP and, and having a chat with them there. It is, yes. And you have to get over the embarrassment. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think a lot of older women, a lot of older women my age, because uh, they say that lycanosclerosis usually hits women around about seven, when they're 70. Yeah. Um, and women at that age do get embarrassed. So it really is to get over your embarrassment and, yes. you know, take on Better. chin touches and, yes, and go and get it checked yes. out. <laughs> definitely. Better to be embarrassed and have it caught early than, than not to be caught. Well, yes. Or... Mine, was caught, mine was caught very early. It was treated. It's all gone. I'm all clear. Which is an absolute bonus. Yeah, no, that's. If you leave it longer, if you leave it longer, it could go into the lymph nodes, and once it gets into the lymph nodes, it will spread. Okay, so Simon Simon Butler Manuel is actually the founder of Grace. Did you use any of Grace's services? Did you feel the need to? No, no, because I didn't know at the time. Yeah, I was saying I I only found out afterwards um, when I when I went to see Kavita, one of his um, other doctors. Uh, and she said, "Would well, I go on the radio?" So I never heard it. I mean, I had a very, I had an excellent um, Macmillan nurse who yes. looked after me all the way through. Kept coming in to see me, and I'm still on email with her. So if I have any problems, I email her, and she sorts out for me. But she was excellent. But I'm not actually. I didn't actually know about Grace, so it really needs to get out there a bit more. It does, doesn't it? That's one of the things we're trying to do with these interviews. But we should also give a shout out to the Macmillan nurses because. I know I interviewed another lady who'd had a gynae cancer and she said that um, when they brought her in a Macmillan nurse, she was furious because she thought they only go to people who are going to die, which clearly they don't. They're there to support you throughout your journey, answer any questions and really be there to hold your hand. Um, yeah. so I think we need to give a really big shout out to the wonderful job that all the Macmillan nurses are doing. Well, they do the brilliant, absolutely brilliant job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I say they're not. I mean, everyone thinks when you get a Macmillan nurse, yes, you are there on your last leg, whatever. But they're not. No. They're there to support you to get you through. And if you have any questions, they'll they'll try and find out. And if and if they don't know the answers, they will go to the doctor and get the answer and come back to you with the answer. Yeah. Yeah, because we all know when we're with a doctor, um, you you forget things you want to ask. You may go thinking, "I'm going to ask this, this, and this," but when you're in front of the doctor, your 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 emotions are all over the place, and sometimes you forget to ask the questions you want to. So they're a fantastic resource for that sort of thing. They are. They're brilliant. Yeah, I can praise them more highly. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. Let's say Dr. Simon Manuel. He, he is one of the best in my books. Yes, in my opinion, um, and he does make you make everything so easy for you. But he makes you at ease, puts you at ease. He relaxes you. He has a laugh and joke with you. Although the situation is serious, you can still have a laugh and joke with him, and he puts you at ease. And because my husband came with me, and my husband was worried about me, he put my husband at ease. Yes, he, yeah. He, he, my husband was one. Well, be stressful nurse, they're staff nurse. And after I went back to see some butlers, I said, Well, we've done a good job here, matron. So we promoted my husband to matron. <laughs> but I can't say but I can't say all doctors would be the same. No, no, and I think again we need to explain that Simon actually founded Grace, which stands for yeah. Gynae Oncology Research and Clinical Excellence, and it is dedicated to the research which will improve the treatment, recovery, and survival rates of women diagnosed with a gynae cancer. Um, and they're involved in lots of projects, including investigation of chemotherapy-resistant ovarian cancers, 
um, and all of the findings of their studies feed into the wider UK network helping to influence and shape the diagnosis and treatment of, of women who have these. Um, so I think, again, he clearly is passionate about what he's doing. He's passionate about helping his patients and, um, you know, sounds an incredible man. He is an incredible man. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fantastic. Yeah. That's fantastic. Um, we're, we're really, really grateful that you've been able to talk to us today, Bridget. What advice would you give to anyone who's listening? Anyone who's listening. Mm. If you have any of the four said symptoms, please check yourself on a regular basis. If it changes, please go to a doctor, get over your embarrassment, go to a doctor. As I said, my first doctor said, oh, it's only bread and butter. Yeah. Um, they get used to looking at it, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, go to a doctor and get it checked immediately. Fantastic. Bridget, thank you so much for talking to us here today. That's been wonderful. And I'm sure that um, there'll be people out there who will hear this and will feel much more comfortable about getting things checked out. Thank you very much. That was Bridget Greens talking to us today about her journey with a gynae cancer. Brooklyn's Radio believes your health matters.